Everybody and welcome to RPG Cast 594 for July 24th, 2021. I am your host, Annemarie Privateer. I'm here with the gang. Hi, Chris. Hi. Hi, Kelly Ryan. Yes, Rosebud Frozen Peas. Hi, Josh Carpenter. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I'm, uh, okay. What Did a strange week. Compl- yeah, it, it's been a weird week. What what a strange strange week! Uh, the Olympics started. <sighs> we are VPNing to Canada to get decent coverage. Wait, are we are we boycotting those or not? Um, no. Okay, a lot of it's people Tokyo. are boycotting them because COVID and large corporations forcing this to go on. And yeah. Yep. Nope. Uh, okay. it is it is the problem of the week. Problematic faves. How do you yes. deal with? company is doing bad things and how do you react to that um but before we jump into the weekly news and and deeper discussion on that topic um chris yeah what have you been playing this week broke the site yeah you've been fixing the site Site's still not happy well and the archive was down is the archive back up uh yes okay in fact uh on the final fantasy 4 free enterprise discord Someone pulled up an RP Gamer archive link, and I was like, "Wow, people are using the archive site. That makes me happy." I'm glad the archive site is working better than the main site. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's interesting when you open up the news stories, and I go, "Oh, did the site decide not to do review scores anymore?" And tell Chris, and it's like, "No, that was a side effect of the site being down." Yeah, I, I cleaned the database, but apparently, I overcleaned it. <laughs> So it's fine, I mean, now. it's fine now. I hope it is. It's fine now. I don't know fine if it's now. fine now. I'd have to check every single review on the site to make sure that the scores are loading. That sounds like to something to assign to Pascal. <laughs> but it takes so long to load a page right now. It's cruel. I need to go click on every single review. I mean, I tried to give Chris an out by saying, well, you know, you could just go review score list and not have to worry about fixing it. And he'd be I like, oh, that's very, so- I was very tempted. That solves so many call. more problems, yeah. but no. And then it, it, got it was an artistic discuss- decision, you know, so that, that way yeah. you don't ever even have to admit you were wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. So besides breaking and fixing the site, what have you been playing this week? PC Building Simulator. Chris was so excited. He's been playing PC Building Simulator for weeks, and then he was watching one of his PC Building YouTube channels, and he, like, smacks me on the arm and is like, I built with that case! (laughs) Is there PC Building speedruns? Probably are. So Anna just blew out the audio because she wasn't that loud during our testing segment. Sorry. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That's funny. Ugh. And I, yeah, it's true. I did. I, I have built in that case. I was excited. You were I used that case. so excited. I used that case. All right. Anything else you've been playing this week? Oh, uh, Disgaea 6. Did the uh, automatic rolled, battling break it for you? I oh, rolled, good for you. Oh, not, you beat the game before no, I did. No, it's not over. <laughs> it keeps going after the credits. It's really weird. So did you unlock the level cap? No, like, the main story, I don't think, is over. 
What? Okay. But she got credits? It's Disgaea. It does stuff like this, right? I, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the post-game is the Disgaea experience. Yeah, so I'm not at the post-game yet. I'm not even sure where I'm at. It's calling it Act 2, Episode 1 now. So, I don't know how many acts there are. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> is there a higher level cap? Not yeah. yet. Not Well, okay. not that I've seen. I'll let you know. I just got okay. into it last night and then went to sleep. I oh, is that you. why you were up so late? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's true. That is why I was up so late. <laughs> I, like, and fell I... asleep waiting for him to come to bed. And eventually I woke up and was like, uh, Chris, you should come to bed. I was playing PC Building Simulator then. Oh, okay. So I got, I got a, I was making a computer for the queen. The queen she likes RGB. Make... Yes. Purple RGB. A... She wants purple, royal purple. And she doesn't, uh, she's not a potty mouth like Santa was. Well, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> Her royal uh, highness. Yeah, she should be royal proper majesty, and legal. Majesty? Her, her royal, royal highness, highness. Her royal highness wished to have what is known as a monster rig. So I made her a monster rig. <laughs> it's a nice rig. <laughs> Sam, on the other hand, is most assuredly a potty mouth. She would like to remind us because okay. she's in the chat at twitch.tv slash gamer watching us live at 9 a.m. Pacific noon Eastern every Saturday morning. Do, 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 do. Yeah. I'm just finding myself wondering what kind of PC games the Queen would play. Like, would she be into House Flipper? I don't know what she's going to play <laughs> on it yet. Um, or maybe that one Crusader Empire game about fam- family lines. Actually, the well, one that Crusader Kings. Um, yeah. The- Crusader Kings would be an appropriate thing for the Queen to play. But I'm actually going to log in. I have an, an email from the Queen. I can tell you what she's been playing because she broke her PC. When um, one of her corgis got into it, oh, um, they pulled they they ate one of the cables, and it's like, of course, the corgis got into it. I, I feel like this is canon. Let's see. Um, <laughs> your previous work on building a computer by royal appointment was most satisfactory. One has an obligation to experiment with this quote PC gaming unquote, and it seems there are certainly a great many games which can one can be can download to be played. However, having just started enjoying the likes of Feudal Fantasy and WrestleMad 14, one was most upset this morning to find the Corgis had mangled several components and chewed through a number of important-looking cables. These things happen, but it would be most appreciated if you could conduct the necessary repairs post-haste so one can return to one's gaming. HRH, the Queen. So, uh, Feudal Fantasy. So I guess she plays Final Fantasy think and wrestle mad 14 which i assume is wrestlemania so she likes wrestling games and, and jrpgs i must say that read on that was exquisite oh good <laughs> i'm glad well i'm glad this game has some interesting uh flavor text to help I keep don't it interesting know why i'm still playing it i think i want to unlock all the parts and start building pcs i'd actually make today um, which I could just do in the free play mode, but that feels like cheating. I want to get through it. <laughs> so stupid. It's a it's a chore. It's a chore PG, as people say. <laughs> it's an RPG where you play chores, right? <laughs> chore simulator. Chore simulator. But chore PG is faster. Yeah. Uh, I 
I mean, we're talking about when I was playing House Flipper and I enjoyed mowing the lawn in that game because something <laughs> about it was satisfying. Yeah. But I hate mowing the lawn in real life. Yeah, there's, yeah, it's hard in real life. Here it's just like paint. Yeah. That's all I've... Wait, you, you played something else that wasn't on your list that you, you and me both freaked out about. Uh -oh. You played that Google Doodle Olympic game. I touched it. I played oh, I... through like the beginning, you know? And that's it. I haven't really played played it. I thought that you got more into it because I, I freaked out about that game a little bit when I discovered it because of how cute it is. It is really cute. Um, what's going on with it? Like, how long does it last? I don't know. So you haven't um, finished it? No, I only did the ping pong and the rugby because I found it before. Um starting work the other morning i meant to finish it last night and got completely sidetracked but i i want to finish it because it is adorable i don't even know what it's called um, something not olympics because they'd get sued yeah because <laughs> you can't say olympics unless you paid money to the uh you can't yeah. say international olympic committee yeah, you can't say the games with two capitals either really <laughs> yeah so for, th for those that don't know, if you go to just plain old Google dot com, you'll see that there's some very colorful, colorful artwork on the logo, which is the doodle. And you click on it and it plays a little a cute little anime movie with some uh, Oni and all kinds of Japanese uh, mythological beasts. And then it starts out kind of a Japanese RPG style game where you're a kitty and you're going through various legally distinct events. <laughs> I'm playing DDR underwater. Oh, I haven't found the DDR underwater one yet. There's side quests because Anna was telling me that you have to gather all the arrows from the archery competition. And I had a lot of fun with the rugby one because you're uh, p passing the ball back and forth, trying to get away from Oni's chasing you. And there's, there's power ups and you try to score a goal and it's just so cute. They, they put a uh, I, I was going crazy on Discord and Twitter being like, they put more effort into this game than some people put effort into, like, retail games. Uh, they put more effort into this game than they did into the entire Stadia <laughs> yeah. whole debacle. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> do you think like they, they could have used some of the extra time to do these? this because of the delay? Maybe. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, I just got a, for a year. I just got a side quest where I have to go collect a driftwood for an Oni so that he can make sculptures. There's side quests in this game? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they 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 legit made a game that like you would you would totally pay 5 10 bucks for. Mhm. Mm this would be a this would be a fun mobile game or a fun little Switch indie game. Mhm. Mm That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Like, why oh. the hell is this not on Stadia? This is, this is, you know, like, kind of some of the stuff they should have been doing. Oh, well. Yeah. Dif different parts of Google don't talk to one another. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but I, I appreciate cute little mini games like this, especially when they put so much just luck. Clearly a lot of love went into this, especially in the character model. And it's cats. So it's an instant love for me. <laughs> 
Yeah, but otherwise, you and I have been playing a lot of the same stuff this week, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that we had kind of synced up a little bit. So I had finished all of Nier's endings, and you got through ending D. C and D, yeah. C and D. And I had messaged you after D, and I was like, wow, they really weren't kidding about wanting you to uh, delete your save file. No. And... and (laughs) They boy, they make sure that you are you you are clear. Like we are go- really going to delete it. How many times they ask you? Like four or five times. Like yeah, like, seriously, we're going to delete everything. You understand this, right? You don't have to do this right now. You can you can come back later and do this. You know, do this ending then. Are you sure you want to do this? Like yes, yes, game. I'm ready for ending day. Yeah. Give me ending day. <laughs> and I- they make you give it up. I was going to back it up first and then completely forgot and then backed out of the game to go back it up. And then they were going to make me close the game. So I was like, okay, I'll just live with it. Yep. And what you're supposed to do. How far ahead have you read about ending E? I have not read anything yet about ending. Okay. I've somehow managed to stay, stay, stay clean and not know what, what happens in the new ending E. Okay, well, I won't spoil it for you, but let's just say remember what name you used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm aware. I I know that I have to use a different name to unlock ending E. I read yeah. I read about that. Yeah, so I I always name all my RPG protagonists Kel, K-E-L-L. Yeah. And I just ended up going K-E-L for the new save file. What do, I haven't looked into it. What does it do if you rename it the same thing? Does it just not unlock or? Yeah, it, it just comes up with a message saying for some reason you can't use you can't use this name. And you oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Because you've been deleted from exist. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, the whole whole like C and D is. I mean, especially just kind of the endings in near are kind of about sacrifice so it makes sense at the end of the game you get to the end and like yeah the the game wants you to actually sacrifice the one thing that you have and have created as the game you know like you have your save file you have to you have to sacrifice it to get that last ending it's just like interesting and different you know yeah i i love fourth wall breaks like that even though back in the day i probably would have not been very happy about you know deleting my save file because i don't know how easy it was to back that up uh, ten years ago, compared to now, because now P- I'm a PS Plus member, I just pff, cloud save. How do they handle it in Automata? Like, can you back it up there? I don't know. Like, I didn't get to that point in Automata, oh, okay. so I don't know how they handle. It. I only saw like the first three or four endings okay. in Automata, and there's like seven or eight. There's a ton in Automata. So um, for you, and I told you this pre-podcast, but I'm telling it again for the listeners, you start at the very beginning of the game again for ending E, and you go through to the second, or the boss fight at the area after the junk heap. So not the first one, but the second one. And then that's where it gets different. It'll take you like a couple of hours to get to that point. And then once you get to that point, it's pretty straightforward afterward going after that. Um, and I, I found that getting endings uh, B through D, um, I didn't realize how quickly you could speed through and speed run through that second half of the game. Yeah, yeah, you can if you've gotten if you've already done most of the stuff to get the uh, weapons. Like it's not that hard on the second playthrough to finish up the last few weapons, and then you just plow on through. Yeah. 
Yeah, because ending B, I went through and made sure that I got all of the weapons. That's what took so long there. And then the rest of it was like, okay, go here, go here, go here. And then, okay, now I'm at the ending path. Now I'm done. Yeah, yeah. You just uh, got to, you do have to remember to do a save right before the last dungeon so that you've, like, you can basically go through, see ending C, and then come back and just do that part again for ending D so you don't have to, like, do it all over, mm-hmm. over again. Yeah. Yeah, the most annoying part about that whole sequence is doing the boar fight again. Mm. Mm, yeah. Because that fight drags on so much. And it's it's even worse because uh, for the rest of the endings, I switched it to auto battle so that I wasn't killing my wrist trying to get through some of the stuff. And that fight is so slow that I just took over at that point and was just beating the crap out of the boar because it, <laughs> it keeps regenerating life. Yeah. And it's supposed to. Yeah. And you're just basically waiting for the story to, to to play out because, you know, like it. Yeah, you must have to beat it like, I don't know, seven, eight times. Yeah, that part is not not fun to do over and over again, especially if you yeah. do C and D and right back to back. It's like yep. I just did this one. Oh, God. Yeah, I got to do it again. I'm still not That's sure about it. It's one of those things like Automata, like is obviously a much better crafted game because because it handles those those later playthroughs much better. It it provides a lot more story. It takes it in from a, you know, like different angles, so it's much more interesting on those later playthroughs. But I don't know, like the characters in the original Nier are just so I don't know. They 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 really clicked with me, so I cared more about the story and the story just clicked a little bit more than the Automata did. Yeah, and um, I was curious, so I pulled up a YouTube video of the uh, version with the dad, and I only got to about when you get Vice and watching those cutscenes before I was like, okay, I've, I've seen enough. Um, the dad just does not seem nearly as interesting as the brother. I, I think it does work better, actually, as the brother. And and I, I thought that I w- wouldn't feel that way because I tend to like older characters, but especially with kind of the implied romance with the main protagonist and Kaine, I don't know. Something about it just seemed a little bit more squeaky with the dad. Yeah, definitely. And, and it just like part of that game is that the main character is supposed to actually develop. I mean, that's part of the point of the time skip is to kind of mm-hmm. see like how he's developed from kind of being that teenager to being like a young adult and they they actually do accomplish that in the game i'm not sure that works as well with the older character mm-hmm. you, you kind of like buy into the the changes that he goes through because like yeah someone who goes from being whatever he was at the beginning like 14 to 19 like yeah you yeah. expect that kind of big change in yeah, the character I mean, I don't know if if you feel differently, like put it in the comments if if there's a, a compelling argument for the dad um, story, but I definitely liked it with the brother a lot better. And plus, <laughs> you know, watching a, a 360 game, like what a 10 year old game at this point, that character model did not age well for the dad at all. Those character models did not look good at the time on okay. on 360 and PS3. They it was it was a bad it was that was one of the things it was very much panned for was the 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 poor looking graphics. So like this is a much welcomed <laughs> upgrade okay, of that, so that. I thought I was just being a graphics snob. It really did look like a PS2 game back then. Oh yeah, it did. It looked like butt. Okay. <laughs> it okay, totally good. did. 
not not just me. Um, the other yeah, interesting... it, it didn't even look like a good PS2 game at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other interesting thing I found that it's like, okay, they didn't explain what's going on with this whole Gestalt replicant thing. So I'm going to go to YouTube and find explanations. And then an hour later, I'm like, well, I'm just left more confused and have more questions than I got answers from finding out about all of that. <laughs> and that was yeah, where the I... Yeah, the parts yeah. of it are... Yeah, the lore... The... They're interesting, but they're convoluted, and that's Yoko Taro, boy. So yeah, yeah, he, it's not he's... going to be completely explained. I think that's fine. Like I, I you know, what? No, I, th- what I makes, think it's fine too. Like what makes near work? Like I don't need all that kind of stuff explained. What near? What, what makes near work is the, like the emotional response you have to the characters and their story. That, yeah, that's what's important. That's what's at the core of those games, yeah, and that's why yeah. that's why they're that's why I love them so much. They're so great. And that's what I loved about the games was just how heartfelt everything was, especially when you play through the B story and see that you're not exactly uh, the good guy in the story. Yeah, there, uh, there's, it, it, it's a it's a certain type of storytelling that really I'm not sure it would work. I mean, in in another format, like it works in the video game game where you know like you're the one doing all this stuff, and you have that first playthrough where you have it set in your mind, like I'm the good and i mean that's pretty typical in a video game you're always the good guy you know mm. and like the beast storyline starts flipping that a little bit on its head and it's one of those it's almost you know like playing playing near and playing uh final fantasy 7 remake which is the other game we're both playing like those are two such different experiences because like near it's almost like you're playing the french art house film kind of version of an RPG. And then you're playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is very much the summer blockbuster sort of uh, video (laughs) game. Complete opposite ends. Both great, but complete opposite ends of of the video gaming spectrum. Mm -hmm. And and going on my wiki walk was where I also learned that they pulled a lot of the stuff for Replicant from some of the graphic novels that never got released here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, um, I guess the mermaid storyline where you're in the ship fighting that one siren boss battle is like verbatim pretty much taken from one of the graphic novels. Hmm. And then ending E is all, or not graphic novels, I think it's a light novel. I might yeah. be mistaken. But and then ending E is also sort of taken from one of the light novels too. Um I can't remember which YouTube channel it was for the life of me, but they kind of do a comparison of like what they left in and what they slightly altered to fit the game better, which is, is kind of neat. So when you finish ending E, you'll have to look that stuff up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of fascinating, but I had no idea that that mermaid stuff was added for the replicant version of the game. Yeah, no clue. I don't know how much he played the original. Yeah, I didn't get that far, and I just barely got to the time skip. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, And then got distracted by other stuff. (laughs) But yeah, I'm glad you turned me on to this series. I was was bound and ready to boot up Automata, but then I thought, well, no, because I got other stuff coming up, and I've got this Yuffie DLC that I've been dying to play. That was the whole reason why I bought a PlayStation five in the first place so i booted that up and you're just finishing up final fantasy 7 remake yeah yeah i just got through the end i just started the yuffie dlc but i i only got like 
45 minutes or an hour into that. Yeah. Uh, the the ending of seven was interesting. Like they, they were kind of beating you over the head with the, like, we're, we're going to get rid you know, like almost like we're going to defeat destiny, you know, like, Hey guys, don't expect the next few games to actually follow the story quite as closely. We have literally defeated destiny. Yeah. <laughs> we are no longer bound. And the Rima, the Doofy DLC sort of leans into that a little bit after you finish it. I won't say what, but yeah. um, when you finish it, talk to me and tell me later what kind of what they do. And t- to be honest, it kind of made me wonder just – I don't like saying this very much, but it made me wonder just who this game is for because you had to have played some, some of the other games and the overall games to kind of get some stuff. Um, you had to do a deep dive into the Final yeah. Fantasy VII, the the extensive Final Fantasy VII secondary games and lore to get all that stuff. Yeah, because a couple of characters show up from them that, well, one of them is very important, and I you should play the game that that character came from. The other ones, I wouldn't play that game for free if it was tattooed on the back of my eyeballs. <laughs> I, I you guys figure game. out. Wh- I played yeah. that game. I'll let you guys figure out which ones I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I am also Hint, playing the Final Fantasy VII remake. Shooter. <laughs> so I've been streaming the Final Fantasy remake uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings on our Twitch channel, mm-hmm. and I am very close to the end. I'm about to hit Ward Three, and. Um, you know, I felt this game was really good until this end section that I'm in, where I feel like the pacing is just glacier. Yeah, the game definitely drags once you get to the Shindra building. And like, I feel like the section after the bathroom, but before um, Hojo's lab should have been like just the boss. And then Hojo's lab should have probably not been multiple sectors, maybe two. And I think <laughs> just those two changes would have increased the pacing just enough that I would not feel draggy. Have you gotten Red 13 yet? Yep. Okay. He's great. Like, I'm yeah. I'm in that section where you're broken up into two parties and have to switch back and forth between them. And that part is awesome. I am loving the heck out of that. Okay. See, I wasn't sure if you would find that that part dragged or not. It is draggy. It is for sure dragging, but I am enjoying it. I just wish it was a little tighter. They could have trimmed trimmed that part down just a little bit. They tighten the boss battles a bit on level three. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. But um, you definitely play the Integrate DLC if you haven't bought it yet. Um, Chris, didn't you buy it? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. It it took me three three nights to get through it, but I kind of p- paced it out, and I also did all the mini game stuff because I want Fort Condor to be a mobile game because that was fun as hell. But I was also kind of taking my time and using the time to explore um, Sector Seven as Yuffie because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff that she makes mention of that's just kind of neat. Um, make sure you try to go into Seventh Heaven as Yuffie especially after what happens at the end of the actual game. And no spoiler. Uh, yeah, no. Isn't this I, I'm trying to be vague today. What are we doing? <laughs> like... I'm, I'm trying to be vague. I'm just saying, try to go to seventh heaven. Um, 
this Yuffie's DLC takes place in between the time when Cloud falls down to Aerith to when the Sector 7 plate falls. Oh, okay. So you're kind of seeing what happens to the other characters during that. Though they're not as present, they more just kind of show up. You get a little dialogue from them, and that's it. Isn't um, Yuffie from Wutai? Yeah. Okay. And I will say, you know... I kind of rolled my eyes when I saw that the DLC was going to be that character because that character is probably my least favorite Final Fantasy character of all time, just because in the original game, she was annoying. And they did a good job of making her, I mean, she's, depending on how you feel, she's either going to get on your nerves or you're going to find her cute because she's very, has a lot of bravado. She thinks she's the boss. She thinks that she's the best ninja, even though on paper she's not because she's loud and obnoxious. And I had a lot of fun playing with her just because they, they really made her character out to be a little bit more tolerable. Um, I don't know how you, you feel about her, Josh, since you just started. Uh, like, you know, I don't have the, uh, I don't think I got far enough in the game originally to get to where she joins the party. Um, yeah. but so I don't have, I don't have any baggage that comes along with it. Like, yeah, she seems fine so far. Yeah. In the OG game, she was very, very annoying. And it, I mean, she, you find her by, you get into an optional fight with her and if you don't say the right things she'll uh, run off and at one point in the game um, if she's in your party she steals all of your materia <laughs> and uh, I don't know just at the time she she came off as very obnoxious so they, they I, I think they kind of made her a little bit more endearing, and plus, just as an over as an over the top anime ninja character, she's a lot more fun. So, <laughs> well, um, that's and really, I think oh, go ahead. I I think the concept of sort of anti hero, which is I think what they're trying to strike with with Yuffie, has sort mm -hmm. of percolated down into other types of entertainment, so we understand her archetype better. The funny thing is, is that she is supporter of Avalanche. Uh, you know that the branch of that branch of Avalanche that Cloud and Barrett are into um, kind of broke off from the core Avalanche. And I'm saying that, and I don't say that a spoiler because what the actual spoiler is why they broke off, and you find that out. And I. Kind of an interesting that not even Avalanche itself is really. I mean, they're kind of for the same cause, but they have different means. And finding out why that is 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 very interesting. You know, it feels like instead of just this just being attacked on DLC, it kind of explores a little bit more about the Sector Seven section and the different branches and what's going on there. And I I appreciate it for that. I love seeing a different side of story. That being said, especially with how this DLC ended, it's certainly making want me want part two of seven. Oh. You're going to be waiting a while. I know. Let's see in 2025. If, if I have to wait until a PlayStation 6, I'm going to be pissed. I mean, <laughs> there's also the chance that it ends up like a Half-Life 2 Episode 3 situation. No, oh, don't, 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 no. no. <laughs> Chris, 
<laughs> I don't think they would stop messing with this, though, because didn't this game make them a butt-ton of money? We assume so, but then again, we have no clue how much they spent making yeah, it. Yeah, because Valve, that's the reason why Valve never finished. No, Valve never finished because then they realized they could make more money being a store than a game developer. Yeah. I sort of don't think Squeenix is going to go that route, but we'll see. Please make part two, Square. I love you. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy your crappy bubble games if it means so. Don't, no, Kelly. Kelly, don't compromise your, your principles for that. <clears throat> I know. I'm sorry. Um, the only other thing I played this week was more Ratchet and Clank, and that game is really, really fun. It, is it doing, did you modify some of the settings and make it a little bit more playable for you? Yeah, I put a, I turned down the frame rate. I made it locked at 30, which definitely helped. And I also put a dot on the screen. It's to have like the reticle be there and that basically tricks your brain into saying okay this isn't real life this is just a video game see the dot focus on the dot i'm glad they Which have that I kind have, of stuff in there now 4K, like kelly yeah because oh. right. i have a 4k tv and mm -hmm. I, I i'm pretty sure the signal is going for and you don't have the the kind that can do 120 hertz right i'm not sure okay because they have they added a cool thing this week to Ratchet where you can do 4K locked at 40 frames a second if you have a TV capable of 120 frames per second because it has to be an even divisor. And mm -hmm. and that's uh, it's really cool. But only some TVs can do that. Um, actually, I bet you Josh's can. But... Yeah, I'm willing to bet that mine can't because I went for the cheaper option oh, because right, right. Yeah. unfortunately when it comes to 4k tvs there's the two thousand dollar option or the five hundred dollar well, option it's like things are getting so cheap i figured some of the small cheaper ones have that feature too at this point not really Maybe not. no it, it seems crazy but like no there's like high-end tvs and there's really good cheap tvs but there's nothing really in between if you want some like gaming features on you know yeah. like a tv under a thousand bucks it just doesn't it doesn't really exist. Yeah, and that's annoying. But I mean, I needed to upgrade because the TV that I had previously was so old, and I wanted something for at least 4K gaming. Oh, oh yeah, totally. But I, I'm not regretting either purchase because both of those games look amazing. I um, I couldn't get over some of the particle effects that were in those last areas of Final Fantasy VII Remake. It was just sparkles, and it was so beautiful. I <laughs> We're living in a beautiful time for gaming right now. Oh, oh that, ga that game looks gorgeous on PS5. Like, like I, you know, I, I know it was developed for PS4, but, I mean, it looks like a PS5 game. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, I know how they did it in a lot of ways where, you know, like, it's not... A a giant open world they're very much shepherding you along corridors from one place to another i mean that's part of how they get away with it but like man that game looks gorgeous yeah i i would love to see kind of the um kind of the trickery that they did to make that look so good with you know just making things look 3d mm -hmm. cuz i i'm what is what is that called behind the camera or wall break that one youtube channel that does that kind of stuff sorry there's a youtube channel that 
goes into like camera breaks and stuff. It, it was like one of the ones where we got some of that neat um, Lady Dimitri stuff from Resident Evil. Uh, I'm blanking on that YouTube channel. I'll have to find it. But yeah, uh, TLDR PS5 is amazing and I'm not regretting my purchase. I think it's just me left, right? Yeah, just you. Um, so I started Ark of Alchemist last week after I finished uh, Valtherian Ark uh, Hero School Story. And um, I did not like it. Or <laughs> it is more accurate to say long. it was really boring. Mm. Like, I played it for two hours and I got through a chunk of the story and I was experimenting with the combat system and like after two hours i'm like i don't care about these characters and the combat is fine but it's not particularly compelling and i really don't feel motivated to play this any further climbing is fine now Hmm? climbing is fine now it's fine now said it was fine it's Um, fine but yeah how did you how did you like the valtherian or that school game oh i, I loved seeing it. that one on sale oh yeah you should okay. pick it up it's fun so like Good, i can tell that it was originally a mobile game but they've translated it so well into console that i don't care okay. and i think most people not familiar with a lot of mobile games wouldn't notice good but like there's little things like the way that buildings are constructed there used to be a cooldown timer on that there isn't anymore uh. Yeah, that that would make a difference. Yeah. And like, (laughs) I can see where there was probably some RMT stuff and like where the micro currencies would have slotted into different areas of the game. And like they've they've changed it so that it's all just part of the game system now. But again, I, I think people who aren't sensitive to that would not notice at all. So yeah, I had a blast with it. It was really fun. What was I, the name of that game again? Valtherian Arc Hero School Story. It was in last week's JRPG July update. Yep. Cool. I'm going to wishlist it. On yeah, Nintendo. I mean, it goes really cheap on Switch re- regularly. I think I might have picked it up for 2 or $3. And it's got a sequel yeah, they coming just out next year? Well, it doesn't have a date yet. Yeah, they okay. they just announced a sequel. It's going into Steam Early Access first, but even that doesn't have a, a strict date associated no, no. with it. I didn't even see that it had, like, action combat. I thought it was just, like, a school simulator. Um, Yeah, so it's, like, a town builder with RPG combat. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick this up the next time it, on, it goes on sale. It looks interesting. Yeah. I mean, the the tweet that I put into the JRPG July column kind of shows off really all aspects of how the, the game works. You enroll students in the class, you decide what um, job they're going to do, you run around in small action RPG segments, leveling them up, and then you graduate them out. And then they recommend other people in their family enroll in the school and the um, relative, the alumni relatives are stronger um, to begin and level up better. So you get more and more diligent students. So it's pretty okay. fun. This, this sounds like my jam. Yeah. 
I I quite enjoyed it. And, and mental note, don't touch Ark of Alchemist with the 10-foot pole. Yeah, I bought it when it went down to like 8 or $9 at one point. And so I don't feel bad about it. Um, but yeah, I I knew one of the reasons why I didn't want to pay a lot for it is I didn't know if I was going to like it. And mm -hmm. I didn't. And that's okay. And now you know the rest of the dee, story. Dee, dee, dee. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. American hero. Thank you, Anna. I, I can't tell you how many times I say that to my husband and he just glares at me, knowing the response I'm expecting and won't give me the satisfaction. <laughs> Excellent. So, then... um, since I didn't like Ark of Alchemist, I decided to jump into Doraemon Story of Seasons, which I also bought in my huge flurry of stacking sales with discounted gift cards that I did last year. So how's the licensed farming um, sim game? Good. I am enjoying it. My one complaint, and it's a fairly light complaint, is um, it can be a little ob obtuse how to progress the game's storyline. Mm. So what I did is I pulled up four different guides because there's not really any complete guides on the internet. I don't think this sold very well. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that Doraemon is that big over here. It's, it isn't, it's... no. And so there's like a whole bunch of partially completed guides it's kind of littering the internet. And so I've pulled them all together into a spreadsheet for myself. <laughs> And so as I am finishing stuff, I am crossing it off on my spreadsheet checklist. Honestly, I'm at the point where I should probably just turn it into a, a spreadsheet that other people can access and make copies of and do their own thing with. That's what I was about to say. You should, you should share that Google sheet with other people so they can, they can do that too. Because <laughs> I think that was one of uh, Sam's complaints about the game too, was trying yep. to figure out. Like, yeah, that was my memory. Yeah, she's she's like... 40 hours in and I think I might actually be further than her just because <laughs> when she was playing there there wasn't anything to sort of go off of been been there you get yep. that game that came from Japan there's no guides and yeah yep. you can get stuck <laughs> mm -hmm. so I've been enjoying that a lot but I think that I would enjoy it a lot less if I didn't have firm goals in mind and I mean, sometimes the stuff gets really obscure because like there are some events where it's it's um, you, all of these events are predicated on the relationship level with each character being at a certain number of hearts. And I I figured as much because that's how it worked in classic Harvest Moon games. And so I have been throwing material stone at people's faces every morning. Everywhere I go, I run around and hand people material stone. Although I've moved on to chicken fodder because it's cheaper. <laughs> so every morning I wake up, I run around town. Well, actually, I teleport around town now that I have the anywhere door. I, I teleport around town. I throw chicken feed in people's faces and then I go and do stuff. I farm. I take <laughs> care of my chickens. I uh, I chop trees and I mine rocks. And it's is fun. chicken feed like the universal thing that nobody hates but nobody loves? Um, there is one person that likes it. But yes, it is a neutral gift for everybody else. But just talking okay. in this game gets you a little bit of relationship. 
and like um, doing events with people, like just progressing the various storylines also increases their friendship, which is kind of funny because there have been times where I have like done an event and moved from two hearts to three hearts with someone. And as soon as that cutscene ends, it immediately launches me into another cutscene because the requirement for that cutscene was be a three hearts. <laughs> so yeah, it's been fun. It's funny. I uh I'm I'm almost at the end of summer. I have the summer crop festival, which I will most assuredly lose. And uh from there I I will be moving on to other things. Was it you that posted the screenshot of somebody being very snippy about uh, food that you made? Yes. Give me a break. Okay. (laughs) It's like, come on. I'm an eight-year-old kid. (laughs) But yeah, I'm enjoying it. The the story is self-determined pacing. So I've been able to like, oh, I feel kind of bored. I'm just going to go give people some gifts that they like and hopefully trigger some more stuff. Um, there are some events that I'm having trouble triggering, so I think some of the guides may have been wrong on them, and I will have to continue to plonk away at what I need to be doing. Because, yeah, there's that one is of... the issue with those games is, like, it can be a little obscure as to exactly how oh. you trigger some of those Yeah, things. and it's like, there's one event where it's like, all of the guides are like, enter the town square. I'm like, does nobody know the time of day that this is going to work? And like, <laughs> I have the character at the appropriate heart level and nothing is happening. I, I'm I'm going to have to like just take a day where I enter the, the zone once an hour and oh, see man. if I can get it to trigger. Because <laughs> it's very frustrating. Like, like Come stuff, on. Stuff like that in video games is cool, but also so tedious sometimes. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so the, the, i love the i love the idea of the detail but like the execution sometimes it just ends up being so frustrating it's one of those ideas that works great on paper but not an execution uh-huh yeah so you said that you was gonna attempt to play hades next weren't you yes but it's not a jrpg so i can't play it in july yeah, I need to play Hades at some point. On it's on my to play list because I just bought a T shirt from Kitten Academy. So, Kitten Academy is a foster cat fostering YouTube channel, and they have various classes. And all of their most recent class, the Port Oranges, got adopted out. And one of the kittens got renamed to the main character from Hades. I think Zagarius. 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 And somebody drew that kitten dressed as Zagreus, and they made a T-shirt out of it. So I ordered that T-shirt because it's so cute. It's the cutest little artwork I've ever seen of a kitten, and now I feel like I have to play Hades or I don't get the reference, and I'll lose my gamer card. Well, that's true. (laughs) But, yeah. I'm I'm surprised neither of you ordered that shirt yet. I mean, I, I it's cute, but like the eyes are the same color. That's wrong. Oh, I for I forgot that it was missing that detail. But I mean, Zach's it's like the real flesh. cat, but you know that's still like, come on. Well, I mean, Zag slash Puget doesn't have 
PDO. I know. Heterochromia, yeah. Heterochromia, but, yeah. But also, oh, like, come on. And the funds from their shirts go directly to fostering for kittens, so I, I felt good buying that shirt. That I need more cat shirts. Yes, I have a billion of them. That's a t- you need more. Yes. Well, I needed something to go with my Kitten Academy Animal Crossing shirt as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they sell that one anymore. I think they, I think they had to retire that one because two of the cats passed away. Yeah. But don't. I mean, they were old and they lived a good life, so I don't feel that bad. But still. Um, well, I brought the show down horribly. Do we want to really get into did. feedback? Yeah, we <laughs> Sorry. Get into feedback. Yeah. Sorry. Um, we had a lot of. Uh, a lot of people were interested in the Gabe gear. Yes. So first off, from Shaman, I'm interested. I'm interested in the Gabe gear, but it was six hundred and fifty dollars Canadian for a version that wouldn't require additional storage for more than a couple of larger titles. Plus, I didn't have a qualifying Steam account anyway. I didn't know you had to have a qualifying Steam account to. Yeah, yeah that, that that was their thing against uh, trying to do away with bots. You had to have bought a game on Steam before June, something like that. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean that's kind of a bummer, but I'm kind of glad they actively tried to stop bots at the door. They were trying, so like it. it I don't know that any, anybody's problem was with bots. It was just like there were too many people trying to all buy it at exactly yeah. the same time. Still, still, yeah. we haven't figured this out on the internet. <laughs> Can you imagine how much worse that would have been if bots could have gotten through? Oh man, it would have been total. <laughs> Yeah, no one would have gotten any, I'm sure. Um, Bobby Watson said, I thought about it for a few seconds, but realized I don't need one. I typically only play games at home, and if I want to play PC games portably, I can just use Moonlight or Steam Link to stream them to my phone. I didn't know. I also didn't know that you could stream geek, uh, Steam games to your phone. Yep, Steam yep. Link's on most everything now. It's Android and iOS. I mean, it's, it's streaming from your computer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you need a computer on your network to there's play also them AMD Link and NVIDIA has one as well. Um so mm-hmm. that's the graphics card based streaming. And of course then there's the actual streaming services. Yeah, like Xbox now with Game Pass, just yeah. you can just stream up pretty much all of the games. Yep. Um from Kroll must admit I was tempted, got as far as the reservation page before I realized that I already have a respectable gaming laptop as well as a horde of handheld consoles that I barely have time to use. Mm-hmm. I just don't I just don't need a Steam Deck, especially if Atlas just puts P4G percent of four golden on switch already. Also the positions of the controls, the weight of the device, it's like I'd be asking for new adventures in RSI. Repetitive stress injury. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's that's my life. Yeah. Yeah, because didn't they say that that one was pre- it's pretty weighty? Um, what the Steam Deck? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that aspect. Oh, I'm sure there will be a cavalcade of like different, I don't know, stands you could probably use oh, to no alleviate doubt. it. Um, from Featherhoof. I am absolutely interested. If I didn't have more pressing financial financial needs and near future PC upgrade necessities, I would have thought about trying to pre-order one. 
It's the alternative way to play my PC games I've been wanting ever since I bought my Switch, especially as I've never liked laptops. I always wish Steam would put a Steam Link app on the Switch. Impossible, I know, but a guy can dream. But I I think I'm going to shell out $650 on this alternative, provided the reviews come back positively once the thing launches. So, I yeah, agree. A lot of, yep. Yeah, a lot of I mean, I already, already signed in. up for mine, so we know I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally from Ga- Gamerist, uh, Gamer Esquire. Gamer Esquire. First, I want to congratulate Kelly on her PS5 acquisition. Thank you. I purchased the same GameStop bundle in mid-June, and I have no regrets. The $750 or so that it ran is what would it, what it would have cost to buy just the console from a reseller, and I know that I would have also purchased Ratchet & Clank, Spider-Man, and the second controller in the bundle, and that came down the line anyway. Enjoy the new console. Yes, thank you, Gamers Esquire. I am very much so. <laughs> Uh, as for the question of the week, as one who never wanted to worry about drivers, graphic card upgrades, or hard drive replacement, I have largely stayed away from PC gaming. The Steam Deck, however, definitely has me reconsidering. It, it couples the ease of entry with an amazing library of games. The ability to play titles like Trails in the Sky the Third, Vesterius Saga, and Dark Deity has me strongly considering a purchase. Yeah, Gaber Esquire, I'm with you on the uh, PC requirements because that's the number one reason why I hate, I dislike gaming on PC is the whole, it might work with your system, it might not work with your system, do you have the right graphics card, etc. All that stuff just infuriates me. And, and, and if this thing does reasonably well, I mean, that will likely become a thing on Steam is like, does this thing work well with Steam Deck? You'll just yeah. know. Yeah. Is it Steam Deck compatible? Yes, no. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a website called Will My PC Run It? Yeah. That I have bookmarked for any PC purchase that I make. And even then, if there's like a driver out of whack or something, some PC games just don't work. Yeah, so. it definitely happens from time to time. You, you, you'll get a game and it just does not want to does not want to work with your PC and God mm-hmm. only knows why. Yeah. You're miles deep into google and you still can't find an answer and like oh lovely i just wasted twenty dollars on that i just buy a better pc at that point (laughs) that might be the wrong answer for most people probably the wrong answer for me actually so um do we have a question of the week this week yes we do Hmm. oh does yeah, we'll get into this later. Does a company's actions guide whether you buy their games or not? Um, you can email us at podcast at rpgamer.com or call us or text us at 608-629-4098. Um, most of the time our responses end up on the show thread, but if you respond somewhere else, like on the Twitter thread or something, we'll try to make sure to check that. And yeah, so... But, do we want to get into that question first, or do we want to get into the news first? Let's get into the, the news. news. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> make things positive before we make things not positive? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, Weird West is launching in the fall with console versions announced. Um, 
This is an action RPG set in the dark fantasy version of the Wild West where players control a group of heroes, each with their own backstory adventuring through a world, which each adventure is set to be tailored by decisions made during players during the game. Um, This game definitely has truth in advertising. It it is a Western, and it is weird-looking, so it's got, like, like, uh, werewolves and all kinds of odd stuff to kind of mix with the the western you know aesthetic it's it's like i'm guessing it's kind of diablo style for the combat it says action rpg that's what it kind of looked like mm-hmm. but i'm not an expert on those kind of games yeah it you don't aside from i want to say wild arms you don't really see a lot of rpgs set in the wild west so i'll keep an eye on this one um oh no chris kim Keller. Limited Run Games is releasing Alpha Diagenesis Physical Editions. This is not. This is so weird for me. Back away from the digital store. Put down your digital wallet. Well, um, Kemco was just breaking into console porting their console games, um, and Natsume licensed a couple of them. So Alphadia Genesis was actually a game that I worked on. <laughs> um, and then they decided, yeah, you know what? Having a quality translation isn't, import- isn't that important, and we're just going to put these out ourselves. Well, that's what they were doing huh. before, I thought. Well, they were... Not on the Switch. On, right. on mobile. Yeah. And where it was less of a deal because it, they're going into markets that are predominantly ESL. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just, it's weird seeing all five Genesis come back. They're not using uh, my uh, translation, so. Also, Kimco is kind of top of mind for me because I can't remember if they developed the Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle games or if they just published them. But Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle was actually acknowledged in the new Space Jam. And I thought that was funny. Huh. We need to see yeah. that movie, Chris. Oh, yeah, we really need to see that movie. Look, it's going to be schlocky just like the first one. You know, the first, I'll say that the first one was just a big advertisement for Nike, and this one is a big advertisement for HBO Max, but I felt like the new one had a lot more heart and a lot better story. Was the first one really an advertisement for Nike? I didn't get that impression. Did I miss something? I mean, the whole Michael Jordan, Bugs Bunny thing was originally a nike commercial sure so all right so yeah t- tangent but bringing bring up kenko made me think about it so um are you guys excited for Velvatores and planair coming to disgaea 6 no. particularly chris no no sardines I, I haven't been buying the dlc so far so and they, watching the trailer for this they really uh flanderized Salvatore's because everything he says is in his battle animations is sardines. <laughs> so um both both of them are three ninety nine. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. I I would be slightly tempted to get Velvatores just because he's one of my favorite characters, but I don't know. The only thing um, good we... about the DLC characters is some of the abilities can be used to stack for insane combos for getting lots of experience or mana or whatever. Yeah, that's true. But I don't feel like paying money to do that. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. break the game for free. <laughs> I'd rather just let the game run overnight. Yeah. 
So we have a Kickstarter check-in. Ignis Universia and, and Crownsworn. So Ignis Universia is a cross between a visual novel and RPG hybrid and a follow-up to a game, Ignis Universia Eternal Sister Saga DX. Um, looking for around $54,000 in funding. And the campaign is set to run until August 12th. And those who pledge at least 17 bucks will um, receive a digital copy of the game. So, trailer looked cute. Trailer. I don't know if you could. Yeah. And then the other one, Crown Sworn, is a Metroidvania set in a dark world. And you're a player that finds himself in a coffin and was in an unmarked grave, and you set off on an adventure. Um, wow. Non linear world. Also looked uh, very interesting. <laughs> that is quite the flex. Yeah. Oh, well, the the character is like uh, looks like a vampire, but in a plague doctor mask. Cute. The the, the animated trailer looks kind of cool. But let's see, they want around ninety eight thousand dollars, and those who pledge at least sixteen will receive a digital copy of the game. And that one's running until August 9th. I did not get a chance to click into the Kickstarters themselves to see what the huge rewards were. In other news, we got Shimigami Tensei 5 that provided a video with more details, including a, a bunch of the different characters so that you can play the game of, hey, guess who's law and guess who's chaos? <laughs> I hate chaos. I'm yeah. punch chaos in the face. <laughs> so... Um, interestingly, if this does follow SMT3, it was not law or law and chaos. It was reasons. Oh. Whereas SMT4 absolutely was, these are the angels, these are the demons, and these are the screw all of y'all, I'm outie. Oh, they yeah. have cars in there too? No. Not Audi, Audi. Oh, like a belly button. Got it. And then the game's also going to have Maga Tushi, Maga Sushi skills, where during combat it'll fill up a meter, and then you can unleash a special skill that causes massive damage or healing, which I think was from four. I want to say, or similar to some uh, meter you filled in four. And, um, oh, I didn't even see this when I initially read the story. There's also going to be plans for DLC maps where players can easily gain money or experience. I, um, I'm very guilty of buying maps like that. Same. For grinding. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> sad news that, uh, it, you know, Japan is getting uh, a Shin Megami Tensei if on, their, on the SNES Online. I don't think. Oh, I forgot about that. Now I'm sad again. <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> what did we get? Claymates and Jelly Boy? Yeah, we got some uh, European stuff that I was not too familiar with. I mean, un unfortunately, that's just... The, I, I feel like people on Twitter don't understand licensing and that there's probably reasons why we can't get Mario RPG or Earthbound. Because uh, uh, they would cost a lot of money. Because <laughs> it takes time to make them compatible. That too. Yeah. No, I, I understand the salt on the internet, but I also understand that there's reasons. But I digress. Um, who who stole my beard? I, I don't know, Kelly. Who did steal your I, beard? I don't even have one. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, so Weird RPG 
announced called Who Stole My Beard is going to launch on August 2nd. And it's a detective RPG, and you're pretty much trying to find out who stole your beard. Beard. Beard, B-E-A-R-D. Beard. Not beer? No, it's not Hold My Bear. It's Who Stole My Beard. And apparently the city is called Beardville. (laughs) And that becomes a mechanic. Anakin, the game is like picking up fake beards, all different styles to like yeah. blend into the town while you're trying to track down what happened to your beard. Yeah. So someone went all in on this idea. I do like this idea. Is it just PC? I um, I'm just not now, sure. I think so. Yeah, it's PC only for the moment. I, anyway, I closed the tab right as you asked that. because yeah. I figured that you, I figured you'd want to get into more stuff about lost judgment. Yes. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Uh, the five-minute trailer that they released trailer. this week shows off the tools and abilities you'll be able to use to conduct investigations. So, Did we that, talk that about that of... weird non-story a couple weeks ago where everybody was like, Gloss Judgment is going to be canceled? Where did yeah. this come from? I didn't see that last week. So there was a... a it, was, curf- it was in a tabloid, Japanese tabloid talking about it. The uh, The main character... Who uh, who they're who uh, 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 they do all the, uh, the 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 main character in the judgment judgment the original judgment game and lost judgment is like an actual very famous uh, actor and uh, so- song uh, he was in like a boy band in Japan so he's in he's involved with like this talent agency and apparently there's a dispute essentially between the talent agency that owns you know basically owns him and all of his rights and Sega because Sega wants to put the judgment games on PC and this kind of like old school talent agency in Japan is very anti putting anything putting any sort of likeness on uh, PC where you know like that's on the internet you might not be able to you know someone else might be able to get it somehow you know so so that that was what came up in a tabloid that uh, essentially like it was it was redone here, you know, like the headline that was picked up, it was like judgment's going to be canceled. It sounds more like they may move on from that character in going forward on judgment because they can't agree with the uh, talent agency that the guy works for on, you know, like doing PC versions, which now is a big part of Sega's business because they've been making tons of money, like putting Yakuza and Persona and all their games on PC worldwide. Yikes! I think that was the gist of it, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. And yeah, I've you you summed well. it up yeah. very well. So so well, judgment you get a new like tail the, yeah that I guess it doesn't work that, that way. Some of those no. in Japan are still like they are still really backward when it comes to the internet about allowing you know allowing uh, music to be on streaming services. You know like Japan. Japan has like different laws on that. Like you can't even use a person, like a picture of a person. I mean, they were talking about that on the A4 podcast this week. Like even when they mentioned like a celebrity on a show, like they can't even show a picture of the person to show you who it is. They'd have like these drawings of the person because they can't actually, you know, they have, they have the crazy sort of like rights of publicity in Japan. So you cannot use the actual image of a person without their permission. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. But 
Judgment, like, th this is kind of exciting because, like, the weakest part of the original Judgment game was some of the detective stuff. And I, that was part of the game, part of it when I wrote the review. I was, like, hoping that that was something they would expand upon and improve in the uh, in the sequel, in the hopeful sequels. And that looks like what they're doing this time. Like, they really are expanding it. Like, you're going to do some more sneaking around and that kind of stuff and infiltrating places. So ho hopefully that's not only the ideas are good, but the execution is also good this time. It it didn't really drag down the game fully, but it was just it left you going like, man, I wish this was a little bit better. You know, it's it's the first one where they were doing that kind of stuff, so you kind of expect some of those sorts of mechanics to be a little bit clunkier than the bread and butter that they've been doing for years in terms of the Yakuza series. It's a learning curve. Oh, totally. All right, what's next? Cool. Um, Nexon announces Project Magnum. This sounds more um, like a immature yeah. giggle here. Yeah, like what? <laughs> so what? I, I yep. guess yeah. The the whole story is in the headline. The publisher announces games planned for release on PC and consoles worldwide. There's no nothing else about it, and yep. I the game is built as a looter shooter. So looter, there's looter. Um, moving on, we've got uh, Blue Reflection introducing some more characters. This is by Koi, Tecmo, and Gust. Yeah, this is the second Blue Reflection game. Okay. I didn't realize there was a first. Yeah, we've talked about it on past podcasts. The short answer is, it's not very good. Okay. Well, Which there's is kind of a characters. bummer, because like I know some of the people that worked on the localization, and the localization is weirdly not up to their usual work. Yeah. I feel like there and might then, have been a revision left out. And then finally, our final sort of news story, the game EverTried has been announced with a demo available on Steam, and this game is an isometric tactical RPG with roguelite mechanics, and I was talking on before the show that this game has given me Nights in the Nightmare vibes. <laughs> I miss Sting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, though Josh was saying that it looked a lot like Breach, too. Uh, yeah, it reminded me of Into the Breach, which was basically, you know, well, I mean, you know, the, the broad strokes of Into the Breach was roguelite with uh, SRPG. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but Into the Breach was fantastic. This looks interesting. You know, you're working your way up a tower of just like one you know like little it's like small what is it one yeah it's like an eight by eight grid very much like into the breach and then you're kind of like working your way one level after another up this tower having to beat you know lots of enemies yeah i mean it looks interesting the main character kind of looks like hollow knight a little bit mm -hmm. um the pixel art style looks really cool i'm i'm gonna be keeping an eye on this one it looks fun and it's coming to everything, like Switch, yep. PlayStation, Xbox, PC. It, it's everywhere. So. But you can check it out right now on Steam. And that is all of the RPGs, I mean, major news stories. And we had one more that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the, the elephant <laughs> Activision the Blizzard is America's top workplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um... For sexual harassment. <laughs> Um, so the uh, California Department for what e equality and income and in... I don't know if I listen to Activision Blizzard. It's the California Department of Bureaucracy and and terrible um, 
per, uh, persecution. I don't know. Right. Is that what so they... this is, yeah. So basically the same governing body in California that is suing Riot is also now suing Blizzard. And the complaint is basically that there is rampant sexual harassment and discrimination, which they have attempted to direct Blizzard to correct, and they haven't. And so I will not go into the many horrifying details that are in the case. If you're curious, um, you can go ahead and look it up. They are. I want to go to the Crosby suite. They are extremely, extremely wide reaching. They're extremely wide reaching. They're extremely downers. Um, Definitely trigger warnings all around um, for that kind of stuff. It's it's awful stories. But I mean, we we were debating about talking about this, but I wanted to address address it partly because of how I feel, where it's like. This has been going on forever, and I feel bad for giving so much of my money to Blizzard over the years, especially the Warcraft team. Yeah, and... but... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I kind of jumped in, and it's like, no, don't burn down all of your stuff. Because, I mean, while these examples are pretty extreme, um, they are just demonstrative of a larger pattern in the video game industry. And that you know, if you are committing to only buying games from companies that have never harassed a female worker or p- applied unfair hiring and promoting practices, um, you will probably play about two video games a year yeah. from like very small indie companies. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that's just a problem all around, you know. Everybody has dirt if you dig deep enough, and it's about where your line is. Right, and that's the thing, is it's like, um, you know, we we sort of had a really interesting separating the art from the artist conversation in the RP Gamer staff channel on Discord, because um, there was some trashy website that was like, the internet is all ablaze because the Olympics use Dragon Quest music. And it's like, yeah, don't think so, actually. Honestly, Americans' obsession with, like, what their entertainment artists and producers do outside of their creation hours is kind of unique to America and maybe some of Europe. Yeah, and it's it's a hard line to draw because I, I definitely don't like supporting bad creators, but at the same time, I shop at Walmart, which is like one of the worst stores you can shop at as far as morals. Um, my friend <laughs> yelled at me at one point because I switched all of my prescriptions to the Amazon pharmacy. They're like, what are you doing giving such a big business, big conglomerate your business? And how dare you? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, um, okay, so my choices in terms of filling my prescriptions are big company W big company C and Amazon. You could go through the mail order of your insurance company. They... They're not a big company that doesn't, that doesn't care about little people. <laughs> they, they probably still have issues. And that, so like, that, that's kind of the problem in capitalism. I mean, like, like you said, if you dig enough, they're 
there's probably some pretty awful actors somewhere along the line. So you just kind of have to personally decide for yourself, like, okay, where am I personally going to draw the line on this kind of stuff? Well, and I mean, the dilemma that we have coming out of this is like, oh, we're all in a tizzy this week, but what's going to happen three, six, and nine months down the line? Because we're only kind of starting to hear rumblings now that Riot might be improving. And, and we definitely know that literally week. nothing has changed at Ubisoft because all of the people yeah. that were named in all of these articles still work there. Yeah. And, and has Ubisoft actually paid any price for that? No. Probably not. And people like today, today was the first time that I saw that they were actually hiring some DNI um personnel. And like it took them this long to get around to that. How is that not the thing that they put on their plate the first week that all of this stuff broke? Yeah, the, the thing that was getting to me is, okay, we hear about, you know, all the bad stuff that comes out of a company. So say that they take a broom and sweep all this bad stuff out like tomorrow. You never hear people reporting on companies actually doing better. It's only when companies do bad. So you don't, you know, you stop giving all your money to Blizzard and then you have no idea like, okay, well, is it okay to buy Blizzard stuff again? And that was my dilemma this week. Well, and I mean, you know, I, I keep going back around to, I've, I've unsubscribed from WoW and I have taken all of the Activision games I had on my wish list off my wish list because like, this is a stone too far for me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> You know, the the entire game industry has a problem with sexism, um, but this is, like, really demonstrably bad. Yeah, it it's bad enough to be not want to support them. Right and, now, I mean, sure. there's a lot of people firing back on this or pushing back on this and being like, well, how do you know those statements are true? It's like, well, number one, I work in the games industry, and number two, I'm a woman. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I I I talked about what I kind of like to call casual sexism on the Discord this week with some folks because like as a woman in the gaming industry, I am faced on a regular basis with very casual sexism and there is no way for me to correct that behavior because if it comes from me, I'm a harpy. Who should Harvey? just stop yeah. complaining. And I have to wait for the men around me to basically speak up and say, dude, that is inappropriate and please stop it. Yeah. And that's really hard because no one wants the confrontation with that person. Mm-hmm. But until we have enough people that are brave enough to have those discussions and being like, yo, dude, this is inappropriate. I don't have a lot of confidence that it's going to change. That being said, um, you know, the one thing that I think about a lot is like one place that I see a lot of most subtle and overt sexism is when I um, exhibit at E3. And I think I've told the story on the podcast yeah, before. You, about, yeah, you've told us, you've told me about this, but you can tell I it again. I want to hear it again. <laughs> tell me again a tale about the, the shepherd, or no, about the, the sexist. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I've told the story before about the guy that I had to keep kicking off the kiosk to do media 
and eventually he came back and got to play the game and got his prize and he snatched it out of my hand and told me I wasn't hot enough to be a booth babe. Oh, geez. Um, but the one that I think about a lot is, um, I think it was 2019. Yeah, it was the last E3 that I was at. Is this guy got booked into an appointment and he came in and it was just me in the room at the time. Adam was out on a on like a liquid break or something. And partway through the presentation, Adam comes back in and is just hanging out and watching me give a presentation to this guy. And at the end of the presentation, Adam, the guy was like, hey, can you walk me back to the front desk? Turned around and asked Adam. And Adam said, sure. And so as they were kind of walking away, I hear the guy say to Adam, that demo was great, but I wish it had been given by you. Okay. And Adam was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Because this guy wasn't his friend. He didn't know him. Yeah, no. And haven't you also told, said that Adam numerous times... Because Adam worked on the game, maybe? He didn't know. know who Adam was. Oh, then you. Yeah, both of you were... I mean, haven't you also said that, like, pe people will only pay attention to Adam if he's in the booth with you? Yeah, there have been some situations where, like, I've been giving someone a demo and they have, like, turned around and asked the guy next to me a question about the game. And the guy's like, I only am watching the kiosk. I don't work for this company, but she does yeah. and you should ask her. And he got very upset. Yeah. But I don't want to talk to her. She's got color in her hair. <laughs> I don't know. You did. I yes. <laughs> it would look great. Thank you. It was the anime hair that the lady thought. Was <laughs> is that that's a really good wig? Oh, this is my hair. Sure, it is. <laughs> that was Pax. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> and I mean, talking about. I mean, I mean, this is a terrible situation all around, but the, the bit of funny that's kind of come out of this is that the main guy involved, like the kind of the, the person that people keep name checking that is responsible for a lot of this has an NPC in WoW, and he's on the Alliance side, and the Alliance have just let the Horde come in and just steamroll that NPC. They basically have sit-ins where the, the Alliance people sit around and cheer on the Horde, killing that NPC. Yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. So that, that NPC is probably going to be taken out, and apparently the dude has, like, five different NPCs. Yeah, and I mean, this is someone who, like, apparently this had been going on for a while, and it was just kind of a well-known secret, and he left the company at some point in the middle of this investigation and had no repercussions through it. Like, he just left. Yeah. I mean, Sorry, I got distracted because apparently Mike Moreheim finally came out and said something. What do you say? Oh. Here, let me post it in the chat. I mean, do you want me to attempt to read it? Yeah. Or? Oh, jeez. How, how high-pitched can I get to imitate Mike Moreheim's voice? <laughs> Be higher than the queen. <laughs> okay. Oh, he did a twit longer. 
Yeah. All right. So Mike Hor- Morham says, I have read the full complaint against Activision Blizzard and many of these stories. It is all very disturbing and difficult to read. I am ashamed. It feels like everything I thought I stood for has been washed away. What's worse, but even more important, real people have been harmed and some women have had terrible experiences. I was at Blizzard for 28 years. And during that time, I tried very hard to create an environment that was safe and welcoming for people of all gender and backgrounds. I knew it was not perfect, but clearly we were far from that goal. The fact that so many women were mistreated and were not supported means we let them down. We did not succeed in making it feel safe for people to tell their truth. It is no consolation that other companies have faced similar challenges. Harassment and discrimination exist and are prevalent in our industry. It is the responsibility of leadership to keep all employees feeling safe, supported, and treated equitably regardless of gender and background. It is the responsibility of leadership to stamp out toxicity and harassment in any form across all levels of the company. To all the Blizzard women who experience any of these things, I am extremely sorry I failed you. I realize that these are just words, but I wanted to acknowledge the women who had awful experiences. I hear you. I believe you, and I let you down. I want to hear your stories if you are willing to share them. As a leader of our industry, and I can and will use my influence to drive positive change to combat misogyny, discrimination, harassment, wherever I can. We can do better, and I believe the gaming industry can be a place where women and minorities are welcome, included, supported, recognized, rewarded, and unimpeded from the opportunity to make meaningful contributions that all of us join this industry to make. I want the mark I leave on this industry to be something we can all be proud of. I feel like that was very genuine. Well, it's easy to say that when he's not at the company anymore. I I, I know. And also cynicism aside, I, I don't disagree that he, he believes these things, but also some of these statements have been very clearly AB tested. Yeah. It's hard call. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, he's stepped away from the company. He can, you know, just say, well, I I didn't know that was happening while I was there. Well, at least some of it was happening while he was there. Because some of these complaints go back to the early 2000s. But anyways, it sounds like it got worse at some point. And it has definitely been bad under J. Allen Brack. And that joining Activision didn't help, but it also yeah. wasn't the source of the problem. So. <sighs> I, I'm sad now. Um, do we want to talk about it? It's editorials? Or yeah. no, I think we have new releases coming next. Yep. So <laughs> from, from a very depressing subject to a very excited subject, we're going to um, flip moods very quickly. <laughs> Because there's a ton of stuff coming out this week. Yeah, mini Gimmageddon. All right. So, new release dates. Oh, do you not have these open, Kelly? Oh, wait. No, I... I'm sorry. Chris had been doing these. Yes. Oh, sorry. I've been playing <laughs> Olympic game. You're right. Where's the new release date? Uh... You, you've been doing these to keep me... Keep, help, let me get a break. <laughs> Right. Uh, let's uh, see. Dodgeball Academia is coming out August 5th. That's that Dodgeball RPG game that's coming out on PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox, Switch, all the stuff. Uh, let's see. Fort Triumph is coming out 
on August 13th. Hey, isn't this the one you want to play, Chris? No, it's the one you played, and I thought you wanted to play it, but then apparently you didn't, and I just thought that because you played it at a PAX or something. This so isn't the sh- this isn't time. the Schluty one, or this Fort isn't like Triumph the Triumph is like the tactical one. Oh, I'm. What am I thinking of? I don't know. You <laughs> you played it. It was a shooter. It was the. Um, hmm. Oh yes, I do want to play Fort Triumph. The yes, Amish one. Yeah, I I played this at PAX one year, and I loved it. It's basically like games. um, it's basically no, Mario Cross Fort Rabbits. Triumph is not the X. Ah, uh, is it? Yes, it's it's rabbits. Like, look at a screenshot, so, Chris. Well, why don't you play Mario versus Rabbits? Well, you were playing I've it. Play- oh, don't give me that. I've played it. I'm <laughs> done with it. Okay. You well, maybe it. I'll play it next. Uh huh. But if you want the DLC, you have to play it on mine because that's how DLC works on the Switch. Because screw you. Right? Uh, am I wrong about that? Yeah, no, that's correct. It's Nintendo and online stuff. You know, those, those if two I log into hers pick. and download the DLC, can she play? No, she'd have played on my account on her. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> is this xcom It says it is. It's XCOM, but like with Melee. Yeah. This is XCOM Melee, Anna. This is weird. It hints Anna's statement of rabbits. X- Moving on. What? No, Rabbids has guns. Well, yeah, but it also has the melee attacks. It has the melee attacks. Harder. Yes, they are. All right. Uh, I, the, I didn't tell you, Josh. I did the yeah. Donkey Kong DLC. How, how did you like the Donkey it's Kong? It's better DLC? than the main game. Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's 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 the right amount of length for the world, and they didn't go for extra worlds, and it's like it was fun, and mm-hmm. I I felt like they balanced everything better. Well, you know, it's their second second whack at doing that game. So, yeah. I mean, it should be a little bit better. It, that, that should make you encouraged about seeing the sequel. Hopefully yeah. that will be even better. Yeah. You never know, but hopefully. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chernilobite is coming out September Chern- no, 7th. Just say that again. Chernobylite. Ah, there we go. Okay. A Chernobylite. Is that like a roguelike set in Chernobyl? I'm guessing so. Oh, is it? I don't know. That was a guess. <laughs> <laughs> Chernobylite. Igor, physicist of and former employee of the Chernobyl power plant. Yep. <laughs> okay. There you go. Let's see. Hindsight 2020 is coming out September 9th, 2021. That's coming to basically everything. PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch. And finally, Black Book is releasing in August, August 10th, a story-driven adventure RPG. And then we got the new releases that are coming out next week, right? Yep. Just jam-packed. Jam-packed. Oh, gosh. So, Neo, The World Ends With You, comes to PS4 and Switch. I've been waiting for this for 75 years. Yep. Uh, Fuga. Melodies of Steel hits Take PC, children. PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and X, and Switch. I finally pre-ordered it! Yay! Could you not for a while? It wasn't on the store for until, like, last week. Is there a reason compl- you to pre-order it? Yeah, because I, I want them to know that I'm interested. And okay. I I complained about it pretty much, like, every show since they announced it that I couldn't go pre-order it. Mm. <laughs> so then you had to put your money where your mouth was. 
Yeah, I did. All right. Um, near reincarnation hits iOS and Android. Is this? Oh, where does this fit into the Taroverse? Ah, uh, no. Uh, no clue. We, there's no way to know till it's played. All right. Yeah. Uh, Chernobylite hey. hits PC. Blightbound comes to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Eldest Souls hits PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and Switch. And um, Final Fantasy One, Final Fantasy Two, Final Fantasy Three, the Pixel Remasters hit PC, iOS, and Android this week. And Boy, it will be much salt. Seventy-five thousand on the internet. How, how much are they? Um, they're a little cheaper if you get the bundle. I don't think we've seen prices for iOS and Android. FF one's team. Well, how much is the bundle? I, I just the tried Final to Fantasy one to six bundle is seventy four dollars oh, and eighty two cents. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. <laughs> so Final Fantasy one two are eleven ninety nine each. Final Fantasy three through six are seventeen ninety nine. Now we don't have release dates for four, five, and six yet. Um, four yeah. says 2021, Ouch. five says 2021, and then six, oh, six finally updated to say 2021. I think it used to say soon. So, Chris, you're going to hit me with a newspaper, but I think I might pick up Final Fantasy 1 on mobile just for shits and giggles. I plan on picking up Final oh, Fantasy 1. Goodness. goodness, you're all fail. <laughs> you all fail. Steven. I want to show them that I'm interested. And they, they flat out said that they will port it to other consoles if there's interest. <laughs> that, that sort of blackmail. <laughs> buy it. I will let you buy it again. You need to buy I it mean, on the thing you don't want it on to prove to them you buy it on the thing you would buy yeah, it on. I don't think that's I mean, your it, job to do. I it's, it's, it's terrible to say, but you know that they're not saying anything because they want people to get frustrated and buy it on mobile. They want the double dip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course they do. So don't yeah. give it to them. But I want it. <laughs> no. Oh, well then. All right. Fine. That, and I like Final Fantasy 1, and I wouldn't mind playing that again on my phone. Well, that is the only reason to buy it. Don't buy it because they're black, trying to blackmail you. No. No, I'm buying it because don't, I want to play it again. Buy it because they did blackmail you. <laughs> I haven't played Final Fantasy 1 since. I can't remember if I played it on the GBA or not. I think I only played Final Fantasy 2 on the GBA. It might have been since the Nintendo that I've played it. Really? Yep. Wow. Well, I am very curious about if it's going to be based off of which version it's going to be based off of because the, the original. PSP version. Oh, the original. So yeah. there's going to be spell charges. Well. Oh, that I'm not question. sure of. Yeah. They're not including any of the bonus content that came into the later games. Okay, because the PSP version, I've argued, is the best version of the game because it got rid of the spell charges and has um, MP. Yeah, so um, I'm not seeing mana bars in any of the screenshots. Okay. So I don't know. And the image that they put up today also didn't show charges versus mana bar. So, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I, I guess I'll see. find out. 
you you will see in just four days. Everything this week is coming out on Tuesday. Neo the World Ends With You and the great um, Ace Attorney Chronicles and all the Final Fantasy games. Also, The Ascent on PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series SX. Tribes of Midgard hits PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series S and X. And Alchemic Cutie hits the Xbox One and Xbox Series S and X. This is an Xbox first exclusive. So I'm going to have to decide if I want to play it on Xbox or wait for it to come to a different console. Well, I, I get Tuesday's the big one. For, uh, this week's a big one for a lot of people. But for me, it was last week where like Death's Door and all this other stuff came out and I still haven't been able to play any of it. <sighs> it's because you're busy playing PC buildings. I know. It's my own fault. <laughs> I actually switched my pre-order of World Ends With You to PS4 so that I could um, play that and uh, Fuga at the same time. Goodness. What? Tank children can't handle it. (laughs) It's not you, it's me. So you were really disturbed when I said, uh, let the slaughter of children commence in our private chat? Yeah. At least I think that's what I said. Something to that effect. We'll have to do a big Discord oh. hangout on Tuesday when everybody's playing their new games. Mm. Yeah. I oh, it was now. Over... Now it'll be just a week until I can start stuffing children in cannons. Oh goodness. Four days. I right? think we're going to friends for dinner on Tuesday, right? <laughs> oh, are we? I think Tuesday's the day. Okay. I think our 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 circle of friends are doing a, a gather. To... Sounds good. All right. Uh, editorial content. We had lots this week. So, um, Jervon talked about Mass Effect. Uh, we got his Mass Effect review, and crap, I just closed all my tabs. <laughs> you didn't need those, did you? The top, his Mass Effect review is top of mind because that's why we had him on Backtrack last week, because we knew that he'd be able to talk uh, intelligently about Mass Effect. So... Uh, I know he gave it a 4 out of 5, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big review to undertake, because he reviewed all three games. Yeah. yeah so kudos to him. Sorry, I quote, trying to open up all my tabs. And then Sam Walker reviewed Chicory, A Colorful Tale, and gave it a 5 out of 5, which, that sounds like an amazing game. Yeah, I yeah, need to pick it up. You don't see those too often. Mm-mm. Especially not from Sam. No. Uh, then, on the oh, that's Spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a review of Mario Golf, which pretty well uh, tracked with, uh, I think, everyone's opinion of at least the RPG version. No, yeah, like, nobody uh, has seemed to. That. Sorry, nobody has seemed to enjoy that game. What they the RPG of what they played. No, no, it, it's a little too insubstantial for, for, for that, unfortunately. And then we've got a rogue book deep look from Zach Webster. This is the kind of hex-based strategy game, and but this is also a deck builder. Looks very charming. Go check it out. Um, we've got a War, War Tales impression from Louis Mauricio. Which game was this? Looks like an open world turn based kind of strategy RPG from the sounds of it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, 
we've got a Peglin impression from Alex Fuller. This looks like uh, it's a hybrid of roguelike and pachinko. Um, I, yeah, when I saw the screenshot of it um, on my phone earlier this week, I'm like, wait, did they release a new Peggle? No, it's um, I guess you're walking through the forest and then you hit the ball and how well you do depends on how much damage you do to the mobs on the top of the screen. Interesting. Yeah, it looks, it looks really neat. And yeah, that is straight up Peggle. Now that I have the video going. <laughs> I loved Peggle. Um, we've got uh, Rena and Jericho. Jericho. Sorry, I can never pronounce that right. Which is a story-driven Metroidvania, and it follows Rena, a woman, to look her res- to rescue her partner Jericho and escape from a tyrant's fortress. Oh yeah, it was PAX Online this week. That's why we have all the impressions. Oh. Which that totally huh. passed me by that that was this week. It was last weekend, I think. Or last week. Yeah. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't know what really happened. Is that like instead of PAX East? East. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even though the. I thought East was earlier in the year, usually. Yeah, so they planned to do PAX East in person, and then they realized that that was a poor idea and canceled it. And they're still going to try and do PAX West in person. I'm not going to that. I want to go, but um, no. that yeah. Still a little too soon. (laughs) Too soon. Yeah, I've I've seen some other places kind of have events but i don't know how i feel about wanting to go to them i haven't even wanted to go to the movie theater much less my rheumatologist doesn't even want chris going to work (laughs) that tracks but didn't he still have to go to work yep for now we're we're i'm talking to hr we'll see if we get somewhere uh they may they may not permit me to do that so gotta do what we can Oh, lovely. Um, and lighter news. Did, did I? Never mind. In lighter news, uh, we've got a Katara Fables impression from Pascal. Uh, this is that cat farming simulator that looks really cute. I am very stoked for this. Uh, so am I. I think that comes out at the end of uh, the end. Oh, September second. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait for this too. Kitties and farming. Um, we got a new world outpost. New World Outpost Russian press impression from Alex. This is a oh, this is the MMORPG from uh, Amazon that was apparently bricking people's GPUs. Open World, yeah, that was uh, our New World. New World, open, own, is it New World? New World Outpost Rush. New World Outpost Rush. Yeah, only some thirty nineties in theory, possibly. It's the jury's still out on what the actual cause is, but um, since it all seems to be EVGA thirty ninety FTWs, people are getting, um, they're already getting cards shipped to them from warranty claims. So it's, oh, it's not the well, end of that's the world. Good. And and Amazon has done some patching, and the internet is very confused because nobody really understands what caused this. So it's ongoing. <laughs> Go buy it now. Or play it now. No? No. I mean, I'm really not in the mood for another MMO at the moment. So, yeah. 
Um, we've got Below the Stone preview. This is an action roguelike from Stroll and Stroll are an Apogee Entertainment. And kind of looks like your basic roguelike. Nothing really special about it, to be honest. Uh, it got Rollers of the Realm Reunion as a preview. Was this a pinball RPG? Uh, yeah, that should be, if I recall correctly. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> yeah, that name sounded familiar. Is these what? the ones that Atlas publishes? No. No, um... that's Rock of Ages. Oh, that's it. This is Rollers of the Realm. So is that... What did they port it to? Um, oh, 2022. That's an announcement for next year. Mm-hmm. So it first came out in 2014 on PC and PSN, and the sequel set to launch in 2022. And um, you can look at it on Steam and put it on your wish list. And man, it looks pretty. It does. That game. And then we've got an interview from uh, Saga Series. See which. Which director is it? Yeah. Uh, Akitoshi Kawazu and Masanori Ichi- Ichikawa. All right. I, I probably butchered those names. I apologize. Uh-huh. But we've got an interview with them from uh, Jonathan Stringer. And I think Kawazu is the game director, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He's the one behind Saga Series. Okay. Going all the way back to Final Fantasy 2? I think he was the yeah. director on that, right? Yeah, you're right. And then Ich Ichika was the producer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very very interesting interview. I'm you'll have to read about it to find out what kind of questions they asked. And then finally we've got the JRPG July 2021 week two roundup. Yeah. Yep. Lots of people playing lots of different JRPGs. Huh. I'm surprised that somebody... I see that Ryan Costa is playing Four Heroes of Light. That is an obscure game. <laughs> yeah, he's had some rough times. Before Bravely Default. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the same team, right? Like the actual yeah. developers? I yeah. so. You, uh, did you play Four Heroes of Light ever, Anna? She says yes. Yeah, I, I played it a very long time ago. I think that was the origin of us calling it a hat party. Yes. All right. So is that it for the week? I, I think so. Think that's I think it's it. time to call the show. Um, yeah. Question of the week is, again, I don't remember. Did we come up with it? Um, Does a company's actions guide whether you buy their games yes, or not? that's the one. I knew it was an Activision thing. Um, <laughs> so I'm getting knocked off a mountain. My cat is getting knocked off a mountain. It's very frustrating. Come on, cat. Yeah, like rock climbing? Yeah, it's rock climbing. Oh, okay. Oh, time's up. Yeah. yeah. And obviously the thing this week is go play the Google uh, RPG go for Go play uh, the Google Olympics. Olympic. Is it really an RPG? There's no levels. But whatever it is, okay. play it. Go, go, go play it. It's, it's cute. It's free. It's fun. It's in a browser. You have one of those probably. Who who knows if this might help someone develop a, a another game later on that could be also amazing. Yeah, you never know. You never know. And that rock climbing thing looks difficult. <laughs> it is kind of hard. Yeah. Uh, oh, you made it. Good I job. 
Um, what are we playing this week? Yeah, what are you going to play this week, Kelly? Um, I can't wait to start up Fuga and yeah, World um, World Ends With You. Um, I'm going to probably play a little bit more Ratchet until then and a little bit more Monster Hunter uh, stories. I forgot to put it on my list, but I mean, it's more Monster Hunter stories. There's not a lot to say about it. And I, I can kind of put that one aside to play Fuga because I can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah, I got to try and finish the Yuffie DLC before Fuka shows up. That's the plan anyway. Uh, oh, you will. It, it is so short. I was surprised that I, I mean, when I finished it, I was like, I could have finished it the night before and been okay. <laughs> so. What are you doing, Chris? Are you more PC builder? In, um, This weekend is probably spent working on the RP Gamer site, doing editing of stuff there. But in my free time, I want to um, finish up this guy as six is my goal. Get the next set of credits. Get the next set of credits. There you go. Yeah. That's probably how that'll work out. <laughs> That's been pretty, pretty fun. You know, it's uh, I like its story more than I thought I was going to. I imagine Anna's going to be playing great Ace Attorney. Um, She's having trouble deciding between great Ace Attorney and Neo World Ends With You. So I'm pushing her towards Neo World Ends With You because I think she's wanted to play that more for longer and she's already played a fan translation of the first Ace Attorney game, great Ace Attorney game, but she may go the other way. Just to, you know, if I push her one way, she's going to be like, no, I'm going this way. Like, okay, fair enough. I, Vana, I don't know if you're listening, but yeah, great. the new Ace Attorney game comes out this week and I know you love that series. So uh, comment and chat if you're going to play it. I think this is great for our audio listeners, right? <laughs> okay. He he says he's aware. You know, it'd be great for our audio listeners to end the show. Yeah. Yes. Right. And I had to step away. So I think that's going to be it for this week. If you want to leave a comment to answer that question about what, you know, if you boycott the companies or not, um, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, com. Find the show thread. Uh, if the site's working, you'll be able to leave a comment. <laughs> And uh, yeah, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern is when we stream it live. Thanks for watching us this week. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Anna Marie. Thank you, viewers on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And we'll catch you next time. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.